Hello, beautiful souls. You're listening to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and angel medium, Julie Jancis. As this episode airs, we are in the midst of COVID-19. Friends, this is tough stuff. There is discomfort and frustration for some, loss and grief for others. And while we're not here to minimize anyone's pain, in the midst of all of it, there is also beauty, love, grace, and compassion in the coming together, kind actions, and rebuilding. We can all see so clearly now that what impacts just one person on one side of the world can impact everyone everywhere. We feel oneness and empathy for one another like never before. This is a massive shift, a global awakening. Allow it to shift and awaken you. Know that as you do, we're here for you, to pray with you, to share your stories, to shine some light, and to help in any way we can as you heal. If you'd like to work one-on-one with me, book a distance session, or take the Angel Reiki School online to develop your own unique spiritual gifts. If you want to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly, take my online angel communication e-course. Your angels want me to tell you that you're going to be okay. They want you to put together your own spirit team here on earth, a team of people and resources who can help you in every area where you need support. And we hope that you'll make us a part of your earthbound spirit team. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us be part of your healing journey. Now let's dive into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm here with Deborah Metz, and she has a beautiful angel story to share with us. Deborah, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Julie. I'm so honored to be here. Oh, thank you. And I know um, you have a beautiful, beautiful story to share about your niece who is on the other side. Would you want to start and share your story? Oh, I'd love to tell Jamie's story. So Jamie Lynn was um, 31 years old when she had passed. She died of a drug overdose in September of 2016. Um, She was my oldest sister's only child. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful girl. And um, But she had her struggles, of course. So we were notified on September 11th. She had passed on September 10th of 2016. And so... We knew, you know, kind of where she was at at the time, but we were told not to go there. It wasn't a very nice part of of town. And so we were all struggling with with that. And so when it happened and when we were told, we were, you know, I guess not really surprised, but of course we were just heartbroken and broken in general. So my sister was never married to Jamie's dad, um, though he was in her life. My sister uh, and Jamie grew up in my parents' home. So, you know, it, when it affected everybody, you know, it affected all of us, not just, you know, my sister, of course, her the worst. And, and my mom, my, my, um, my dad has passed already in um, 2000. So my sister and her and Jamie's dad had made arrangements with the funeral home. And that Monday after, the, after we had learned of what was going on, the funeral home said that they were um, going to go and pick her body up at the morgue and that, uh, that Jamie's parents can have a private viewing with her. And uh, so later in that day, it was a Monday, and we were 
we meaning my two oldest daughters and, and one of their boyfriends, we were having lunch and we got a call saying that we were allowed to come and and say our goodbyes also. So around four o'clock that afternoon, all of the families, both her, you know, my family and, and uh, her dad's family, we gathered together at the funeral home and we were allowed to go in and say our goodbyes. And, you know, the hardest, hardest day of our lives and listening to my sister and when her and um, Jamie's dad walked in alone first to the room where she was laid out. The wailing sound, she'll never, never, you can't unhear certain things and I will never unhear that sound that came out of her voice. But um, anyhow, again, saddest days of our lives, big tears. When it was all said and done, we were dispersing and, and leaving. And let me go back and just say, Jamie's favorite group was Bon Jovi. She, her first concert was Bon Jovi. Um, she was young, very young. I think she was only like four or five, like when my sister took her to a, her first concert, Bon Jovi concert. And so we we were dispersing in the parking lot and I got in my car. I was alone um, and the car behind me was my middle daughter and her boyfriend. And so it was my turn and it was, you know, five o'clock, you know, Monday night, rush hour traffic, trying to make a left turn out of the parking lot of the funeral home. I have my left turn signal on trying to get out and I turned the music up and right there I heard Jamie's crying by Van Halen on the radio. And I was just like, what? I threw my car in the park, opened the door, ran to the car behind me. And I said to my daughter, I'm like, put on this radio station, put it on, put it on. And they put it on. And, and my daughter has these big hazel eyes. And she looked up at me. She was like, what the heck, mom? I said, I know. So I didn't witness that alone. I wanted someone else to witness that. So as I finally got to me, I got back in my car and like had to pull myself together and like deep breath. So as I made the, finally made the left turn out of the parking lot, I headed down to the next light to make a right. We were heading to my mom's house. Right then, the song came on the radio, next song, and it was Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. And I, I'm like, Dean, what are you doing? Like, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm driving my mom's, you know, crying the whole way. So that whole week, that whole week, I had it, this song, um, and I know it sounds horrible, the song Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi in my head. It wouldn't leave me. And her funeral was going to be till Friday. And this was, you know, Monday that that happened. So every day we were gathering at my mom's every evening during the day. I'd wake up. This song is in my head. I go to bed. This song is in my head. Dead or alive. I don't know, you know, why specifically that song, because in the end, that wasn't even her favorite Bon Jovi song, but it was significant to me. So that Friday morning, of course, it was the hardest week of our lives. So it felt like it went on forever. And, so Friday morning, we were meeting at my mom's house again. Uh, my sister's company was sending breakfast to us. And when we got we were on our way, we had to stop to get coffee. That was what we were told to bring. So I was the first one to get ready and jump in the car. And I jumped in the passenger seat, turned the car on, waited for my husband and my youngest daughter to come out. And right then and there, what song is on the radio, but Jamie's crying. And I hadn't heard that one all week after the only time I had heard it after her, her viewing, but I couldn't believe it. I just started bawling. 
and they come out and, you know, what was the point in putting makeup on at that point, right? So I, they came out of the house and I'm sitting in the car bawling and they're like, what? And then my niece, my daughter like knew what was going on. My husband, I never told him the story about Jamie's cried. I don't know why it wasn't any reason for it. I just didn't. So anyhow, we, we get in the, you know, they get in the car, we started driving, we stopped at Dunkin' Donuts to get a box of Joe. And as um, they ran into the store and I was sitting in the car trying to get myself together, kind of, you know, patting my eyes and next thing, you know, next song that came on was Dead or Alive. So I knew right then and there, like she was with me the whole way, all week long, all week long. I just, again, tears start flowing and I just start talking to her. And from, especially from that day on, I talked to her every single day. She comes to me in so many different ways. So that being said, that, that, that was like, I just knew, I just knew she was with me all the way through it. So little signs here and there I get from her all the time, even then. Yeah. So about three weeks later, we were, I have a friend who works for the Philadelphia Phillies who was able to get tickets for my sister and I. Um, we love going to the Phillies games together. My sister's big, big Phillies fan. And so it was fan appreciation day. And my sister said, do you think, you know, your friend can get us tickets? I said, I, sure, I can try. So we, we got tickets and, um, and ironically, the, the, friend of mine who works for the organization at the time also had a child who was struggling with drug addiction. So she was aware of my sister's situation and, and, you know, was more than happy to oblige. So the day we went to the game, we wanted to go down early. And this is the first day, like my sister was getting out into the public. This was the first day she put makeup on since Jamie's passing. This is the first day she was putting herself out there. You know, in my world, in her world, all she wanted to do was see Ryan Howard because that was her favorite player. And they were having a Ryan Howard Appreciation Day. And for me, all I wanted was for my sister to, to be happy, you know, just even for a day, be able to see her smile, get her mind off of things. So we had so much fun and it was such a good day. Um, we walked around, we got a beer and a hot dog. We went to our seats. They had the Ryan Howard ceremony at the beginning of the game. Just wonderful. And then we, about the third inning, we had gone up to the ladies' room, got another beer, came back to our seats, sit down. And it was like the fourth inning when this woman from the Phillies organization came to us. And she's like, excuse me, ladies, but are either of you in possession of section 131, row five, seat six? And I was like, yeah, me. She's like, okay. And she walked away. And I was like, why? Now, for people who aren't familiar with Fan Appreciation Day, what happens is in between every inning, the random seats are picked for prizes. So that particular day, there were, you know, Sunoco gift cards, Macy's gift cards. There was you know, trips, uh, uh, Philadelphia Zoo, Tasty Cakes, which are a Philadelphia staple, uh, all kinds of, of um, autographed bats, autographed, you know, balls, like whatever. So, you know, you know, at that point, we were like, ooh, what's that about, you know, when this lady showed up? So, like, the fifth inning came, and mind you, we also were given four seats. We didn't know that prior to. We thought we only had two seats. So we had four seats and only using two of them. So this woman comes back like the fifth inning and she's sitting with us and 
Her name is Chris and she sits with us and she's making friends with us and she has a little headphone on and, you know, I said to the girl next to me, I'm like, she's a young mom with her husband and two young kids. And I said, I don't know what's going on, but here's my phone number. So if something's happening, like, will you take pictures and send them to me? <laughs> so my sister and I are sitting there and we both have this nervous habit of, you know, like shaking our leg up and down, like when we're either excited or nervous. And so both of us have like our right legs going at the same time, not knowing what's happening. Um, but we know something was happening. We just didn't know what. So the sixth inning comes and then this girl says, oh, when the silly fanatic dances, which is the seventh inning stretch. So the seventh inning stretch comes. No, we got to wait till the inning is over. And in the meantime, the Phillies were losing like two to one. And they decided at the bottom of the seventh, they're going to make a comeback. So we're sitting there dying. Now, in the meantime, we have to use the ladies room again because we both drink light beer. And, but we couldn't leave. So we're stuck in our seats there waiting. Next thing you know, at the fanatic, um, the fanatic, the fan of vision cameraman, and then the Phillies camera person. So the one is like the video, one is literally the photographer taking still pictures. Both are in front of us. Our faces are up on the big screen, and our we won, we won a trip to Riviera Maya. And so on that day, the the biggest prize of the day was a Toyota Prius. And this was the second highest prize of the day. And it was my seat, my ticket that, you know, that got picked out of 30,000 plus people. So I knew. I didn't wish. I didn't hope. But I knew. It was Jamie Lynn. I knew it. And I could see because her and Kathy's favorite place to go was the beach. And I knew. She's like, Mama, I want you to go to this beach. And again, like I said, I knew it. I didn't wish it. I didn't hope. I knew it was Jamie Lynn. I, I, there's even one of the pictures. I'm, I have my hands in front of me like I'm praying. And I'm looking up to the sky and I'm talking to her. And I said, I knew it was you. So we and my sister and I said, anything we win, we're going to split. And we said that before the game even started. And uh, so it was just so unreal. The whole thing was unreal. And after everything settled down, we finally got to march up to the concourse and use the ladies room. As we're going up, Phillies and Mets fans, we played the Mets. And my last name happens to be Mets, as you said in the beginning. So that was one thing in common. We get up, you know, and left and right, people are going, you know, oh, congratulations. Yay, go for it. Yay, you, good luck. You know, have fun. You know, congratulations. Like, it was just unbelievable. Even when we got out to the parking lot, people were out in the parking lot. Hey, didn't we just see you on the big screen? Yay, go, you know, congratulations. So, we're driving home and we're like, did that really just happen? You know, like we, we couldn't believe it. And I had to, I, of course we, we go to back, back to my house and my husband wasn't home at the time, but I had to break the news to him. Like he wasn't going to Mexico that my sister and I were going to Mexico. Thanks to Jamie Lynn. So as the week went on and I started thinking and I kept thinking like section 131, row five, seat six, and the numbers just kept adding up to 16. Everything was 16. Our parking, my parking pass, all of the parking passes of the day all started with a 702. And the last four digits or last three digits of my parking pass was 394. So everything, again, was adding up to 16. And I kept saying, Jane, what are you trying to tell me? Like, what is it about 16? And then I realized, like, as time went on, her service was on the 16th of the month. She died in 2016. 
you know, all of these things. And I, I, I started looking up like 16 and it means family. It, it means like you, you learn, teach, learn so you can teach, learn so you can help others. And after a while, that just seemed to die out, the 16. It, I, I don't know why that particular week or actually not just that week, you know, maybe a couple months, like little things were adding up, but then it just stopped that part of it. And so after, after all of that, there were times she'd come to me in her, in my dreams at different ages of her life. One was on the boardwalk at Wildwood, uh, which is where our family would go, Wildwood, New Jersey. Then one day I woke up and well, in my dream there, it was so real. I saw her, she was sitting behind this table and Jamie had the cutest way of saying my name and to all of the kids, I'm Aunt Debbie. But Jamie had this little high-pitched voice, and she would call me Aunt Dabby. Hi, Aunt Dabby. And so in my dream, I'm walking towards her. And it was just her sitting behind this table. And all I could see was, like, her waist up with her arms, like, on the table. I don't even know if it was a table or maybe, like, a bar where she was standing. But I only see her from her waist up. And it was her, like, at the age when she passed, like, at 30, 31. And... I was walking towards her and she said, hi, Aunt Dabby. I said, hi, Mimi. And her nickname was Mimi. When she was little, she couldn't say Jamie. So she called herself Mimi. And I said, hi, Mimi. And I walked towards her. She's like, can I touch you? And I said, of course, can I touch you? And she said, sure. And I felt her. I touched her. Her arm, our, our, right, our right hands touched each other. And then I woke up. And Julie, I can't say how emotional I was that entire day. Like, wow. I woke up like crying and uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't get it out of my bones like all day. It just was so emotional for me, but beautiful, but beautiful at the same time, like warm and, and welcoming and beautiful at the same time. And, and even now she, she still visits me all the time. So after, you know, time has gone on and I had seen a medium, the same girl twice in, since Jamie's passing and so many things she was spot on about. But the one thing she did say to me was, you know, Jamie is my majestic bird. She's my hawk. She's an eagle. And ever since I have nothing I, every day. Well, not so much lately since we're all quarantined, but when I'm out. It happened just on Friday when I was out walking. One hawk, actually, all the time, driving one hawk. And I say, hi, Mimi. Like, I talk to her all the time. The songs, when they come on the radios, I, I, it's at certain moments that are so relevant in my life that, you know, those Bon Jovi songs. Um, another one that is really hard to listen to is Bohemian Rhapsody. Because when Jamie was little the one part of the song that says, um, Bezmila, no, we will not let you go. Let him go. She couldn't say it right. She said, Miss Miller, no, we will not let you go. Let it go. So we, as a family, always got a joke out of, we called her Miss Miller as a joke because um, she, uh, she could never get those words right. So relevancy of these songs and times that she comes to me. And um, so then, so it's been what three and a half years now, I guess. And uh, I could tell you a lot more stories of her visiting me, but I know she's with me all the time and I welcome it and I'm open to it and I love it. And then just most recently last week, 
after I sat down and, and wrote this out to, you know, do this podcast with you today, Julie, I woke up Tuesday morning and I had a, she was in my dream to, there, she was trying to show me a baby. I don't know what exactly whose baby it was. There's different ways I can interpret that. I'm not going to really say much more than that, but it was like the same baby. And one point, Jamie was standing in the hallway, smiling in at me as I was holding this baby. And then in the next vision, she was sitting in front of a sofa to my right and I was to her left. And I was holding this baby and she looked over and had this cute little giggle like, hee, 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 hee. And, and that was it. But she was there and she visited me. So that's pretty much my story. Oh, I love all of those. You know, it doesn't happen all the time, but you're right that there are these big moments where spirit does bring in a big trip. And I've seen that time and time again, where somebody will win that big trip or win something big and they'll be like, I know it was this person on the other side. And I've only ever seen this other part once, but I've even seen it when I was working for uh, a university at one point, I was writing for their alumni newsletter and I got to interview a guy who received a dream of the exact numbers to play in the lottery. Like they actually wrote out in his dream the exact numbers to play. So he played it and he won the lottery huge. Oh. Again, it doesn't happen every yeah. day. <laughs> All right, Jane, bring it on. Come on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I have seen it happen. Well, I know that after, after you know, the, the first time that I saw this medium, that and it was funny because I found out about this medium through Jamie's stepsister, whose name happened to also be happens to also be Jamie, um, spelled differently. But and that's how I found out about this this medium who doesn't live but ten minutes around the corner from me. And she's the one who, you know, she said to me. Now I never met this girl before. Obviously, you know how people channel. And and, and she said, "Who had the dream?" And I said, and I put my hand up like me. And she goes, "That wasn't a dream. That was a visit." She validated that, and she also validated the trip. And she says, "Oh, that was oh, that was her. That, of course, it was her. Of course." And I, you know, just to just to have it validated mm-hmm. was, I, I, you know, it doesn't in a way like I, I know that you love to hear these stories, and for the most part, people do want to hear and love to hear these stories. But if somebody doesn't want to believe me, like I don't care. I know. It doesn't matter what other people think. Like, I know it. And ironically, last week I had met, at a distance, of course, a, a neighbor. And her and I had decided we're going to go walking, but I can't. We're walking, but, and we just don't know each other. We're just getting to know each But we're at a distance, but we can at least walk, right? And I started to tell her, to her this story. And I was telling her about your podcast. And I was telling her that I was, you know, coming on to, to, you know, to share my story. And right then, right then, Julie, no lie. It's just the two of us and the side on the street, we're in the street and right above the trees, big hawk, probably one of the closest ever that um, has gotten to me, but right there. And I go, look, there she is. There she is. It swirled around my head a few times and then off it went. And that was it. I, I no doubt. There was no doubt in my mind. She yeah. came to say hi and like let me know that 
like I approve Aunt Debbie, you know, like I, I approve of what you're doing. Yeah. So it's, it's very, I don't know how else to say. It's like, just makes me happy. Yeah. I mean, makes me sad because she's not here in this physical world, but you know, she, it makes me happy that she chooses to channel herself through me. I, I, I'm happy that I'm open enough to accept it and to receive it. You know, little things that she, she had said, not this past Christmas, the Christmas before that, my sister started learning how to knit. And I said, what are you going to knit? She's like, well, I don't know, a scarf. Like, what else am I going to start with? And I said, okay. So I don't know, maybe a week before my reading with this, this uh, medium, my sister sent me pictures of her scarf. And it was this blue, different shades of blue yarn that she had. And so during my reading, the, 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 um, Danielle was her name. She says, who's doing needlepoint? <laughs> and I went, and I just like kind of started laughing. And I go, what do you mean? She's like, who's doing needlepoint? And I said, well, my sister's learning how to knit. She goes, well, just tell your sister when she's doing that, that Jamie's with her. That she's, you know, like she's like hugging her. Mm. She goes, I see it. It's like she's knitting a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> and I started laughing and I said, well, yeah, well, she said to me, well, what else am I going to start with? And she goes, well, I see that it's all, it's like, it's all um, different shades of colors, like different shades of color. And I said, oh, that's just so random. She goes, well, she's trying to tell you, like, she's bringing you relevant things that are current to let you know that, like, she's here with you. Yeah. So I know that she's trying to get to my sister. I know she's trying to reach to my sister. My sister's just, she's blocking it. She's blocking it. Um, but at the same time, my sister wants to know. She wants to hear the story. So 2000, 2018, 2018, the day after I had my, my reading, the next day I was leaving to go down to the shore to Wildwood with my sister. And it was January. And I was going with her and I'm like, I don't know if I can share this or not. And like, I don't know, you know, what she was going to let me. And finally she said, like, how did that go? And she wanted to hear it. And I told her everything. I told her that shared. So she wants to know, and it's fascinating to her, but at the same time, she's not open to having Jamie Lynn come to her. So Deb, I think that's a really hard thing when one person is in a different place than the other person who's going through the same experience. And I've seen this multiple times in multiple different ways. But when we first got on the call, what Jamie was showing me was, she was calling it her mom, your sister, and just how sad, right, she is in her heart. And she almost can't allow herself to go to that place of openness yet because every time she does, every time she has that glimmer of hope in her heart, I just feel your sister's heart and it hurts more and more. And I can hear her saying, you know, please just take away this pain. And how can this pain keep hurting even worse than it did before. But that's what I feel when I read into her energy within her heart chakra. And what Jamie is showing me is a couple of different things. Just know that you and her handling it differently, you and your sister handling Jamie's passing differently. It's okay. It's where your soul is at. And I know that you don't say this, but 
you know, no soul is is ever better than another soul for handling it one way or another way. It's just where we are at in the moment. And uh, she's so glad that those signs are coming through to you. But she makes me feel like it's important not to push her mom. You know, like she's been through so much and she really honors her mom's process. She honors her mom's way of handling everything and doesn't force anything, you know, upon her. Like you need to open to this. It's really just flow, you know, and alignment and just be in flow. And when she's ready for it, she will open to it on her own. Your your niece is a little funny. You know, she's saying that your sister's a tough nut to crack, and she's just saying that um, when she's ready, she'll open to it on her own. The other thing is when you were talking about the baby and her holding the baby on the other side, she says it's two things. It's that she's at home with her family, her soul family on the other side that they are there with her. So if you say, you know, she would have been a great mother or she would have been, you know, a great at at having a family, she is. She's with that family on the other side at her home on the other side. The the child has a double meaning though because she shows me you having grandkids one day and that she's with those grandchildren of yours on the other side in that place I call home base right now. Yes, that that definitely is in my realm. Uh, my oldest is um, trying right now. So that validates that point. Makes me happy. Oh, good. Well, Deb, thank you so much for being here um, during this time and sharing your story. I so appreciate it. Julie, thank you so much. And thank you for letting me honor Jamie by talking about her and sharing her story. And I will continue looking for the the clues and her her signs. And, and again, the other thing I just would like to say is that I do not, and I'm not saying that you said I did. I'm just saying, I don't push my sister. I know it's going to just take her time. I do not in any way, you know, I just know that, well, I feel that when she gets to that point, when she's open to allowing herself to see Jamie or feel Jamie or get those signs from her, that she's going to feel so, I don't know. I just, she's never, she's broken. I, she's never going to feel good. I mean, that's not the right thing to say, but it's going to make her feel better. It's going to make her feel a little warmer, you know, and closer to her. But again, everybody processes it differently. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, my favorite things ever you said, and that's okay. It's one of my favorite things in the world to say. I tell people that all the time. It's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to this. A lot of people don't ever feel it's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to just stop that and say, it's okay. Yeah, 100%. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yes, of course. Thank you so much, Deb. I so appreciate you being on the show. And I will continue to listen and and hearing everybody else's stories. And it's really just been, especially through our recent times, and it's been um, very... um, uplifting. It's been a bright spot for me. And having been able to do this during this lockdown, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, um, has been a bright spot for me. So I thank you for that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed day. And you too. Enjoy. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.
Bye. Friends, if you'd like to hear from your angels and loved ones on the other side, book a one-on-one session via phone, FaceTime, or Zoom. You can also work with me one-on-one when you register to take the Angel Reiki School online to develop and use your own unique spiritual gifts. If you're just looking to be able to connect with your own personal angels, the Angel Communication online course will teach you how to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly. Friends, if you get benefit from this podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and ask a friend to listen. Don't forget to look in the show notes to see the winner of this month's free drawing. You're entered into the drawing when you write a five-star positive review and email it over to us so that we know how to contact you when you win. Now, if you have time, I want you to pause and do some energy work with me for a moment to lighten, clear, and reset your own energy. To start, I want you to take two deep breaths. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Friends, as I walk you through this, I want you to use your imagination as an energy tool. Friends, your imagination isn't something that's not real. Your imagination is what every human being uses to create physical reality. How does a painter know what to paint? How does a sculptor know what to sculpt? How does a writer know what to write? They see it all within their mind, within the imagination, before it flows through them and is created within physical reality. Friends, I want you to start by seeing yourself surrounded by thousands of angels. These are all angels that work directly for God and they circle around you. They have this light, airy, warm, yummy presence to them. And my friends, they are simply pure love and they radiate their love from their being to yours. I want you to take a moment to just breathe deeply in and out as you see and feel the presence of all of these angels surrounding you, sending their love and light energy to you. next, I want you to see yourself surrounded by your loved ones on the other side. Your angels haven't gone anywhere. They're still right there, but now steps in your loved ones on the other side. Greet them. Welcome them. Take a moment within your imagination to give them the biggest hug and kiss.
Friends, as we do this healing work together, I want you to see that every single being that is surrounding you is just surrounding you because they are connected to God and they want to help you as a soul here on earth to lift your energy, to make it lighter, to take any heaviness out of your aura, chakras, and body. In order for them to help you with this, what I want you to do is voice to them. See yourself in your imagination telling your angels, your loved ones on the other side, God energy of course is there too. Tell them what you are afraid of. I want you to be specific and explain your fears to them now. Now, friends, I want you to see your loved ones and angels on the other side comforting you, holding you, wiping away your tears. I want you to see them telling you that you're going to be okay. Your family is going to be okay. I want you to see them showing you in their way from the other side that they are there helping you every step of the way and that they will never, ever leave your side. Friends, I want you to see or feel God energy, this pure white radiant light pouring down from above over you. And as you feel this pure love and light, this gentle waterfall just pouring over your head, filling your body, filling your auric field to the outside of you, filling every inch of your being around you. I want you to feel that as this light energy comes in, the highest vibration that is as it gently pours into your being, I want you to feel how all the heaviness within you just releases. With the snap of your finger, God takes every ounce of heavy, low vibrational energy within you. And with that snap of the finger, God turns all of it into the highest vibration, love, light, energy. Friends, I want you to imagine within your imagination, your DNA strand. Now, the way that spirit shows me the DNA and what it looks like is if you could imagine that double helix and that within that double helix are millions or billions of doors and windows. And those doors and windows open and close. And as they do, some serve your highest health and good 
Some do not. What I want you to do is say this prayer with me. My friends, this energy work does not have to take a lot of time. You're going to hear me say, use the snap of your fingers because within that snap of the fingers, your intention shifts the energy within your body. So you can say it, but please believe it. Know like you know like you know within your heart that you are changing the energy, the frequency within you to be pure, complete health. So say this little prayer with me now. God, please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that don't serve my highest health. With a snap of your fingers, see those doors and windows close. And God, please open all the doors and windows to my DNA that do serve my highest health. See those doors and windows open with a snap of your fingers. What I want you to do now is see yourself healthier than ever come September of this year. Daydream, visualize about what that health looks like and feels like to you within your body come September of this year. Take a moment to do this work right now and I'll come back to you with my voice in one minute. Friends, I want you to believe like you believe like you believe that you, your family, your friends, you are protected. You are safe. You are secure. Your angels are looking out for you. God is looking out for you. Your loved ones are looking out for you. See yourself as healthier than ever come September of this year. Now I want you to pray with me for a moment for everyone else. God Please protect our nurses, doctors, and all healthcare professionals around the world. God, may you give each of them strength and protect them. God, please also protect all people who work in grocery stores, food service, or delivery. God, may you give each of them the strength and protection that they need. For all people who are suffering from COVID-19 themselves, God, may you take care of them and heal all who are able to be healed. Surround them with your divine protection. Surround them with angels and help every cell within their body to become completely 100% healthy again. God, for every person who has lost a job or had their income reduced, please clearly show them the path to healing, safety, security, Whisper to them in their hearts the direction that you would have them go. God, for every child on this planet, 
please help them to receive the attention, love, nurturing, and care that they so desperately need. God, please surround them with angels and allow them to feel the divine presence of your love and warmth. For those filled with hatred, God, we ask you to transmute that hate within their hearts into love energy, and we ask you to open up their hearts to make shifts and positive changes to help them raise their vibration. And everyone who is helping with the COVID-19 effort or response in some way, God, please be with each person who needs your strength. Clearly guide them and protect them with whatever they need at this time. Friends, finally, I want you to visualize Thanksgiving of this year. I want you to take a moment of silence to experience this daydream within your mind. See every single family member and friend and loved one there at the dinner table. See them happy, healthy. Feel the gratitude of this Thanksgiving beyond any other Thanksgiving in the past. Gratitude for being all together. Gratitude for all being healthy. Gratitude for the lessons learned. Gratitude for the relationships that grew deeper and the love that is between you all. Again, my friends, see your spirit team on the other side telling you that you are going to be okay. See them helping you. My friends, God loves you. Your spirit team loves you. I love you. Open up your heart like French doors to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. May you go forth with your day feeling lighter and living in the high vibration that is God. Go forth in your day, surrounded by angels and your spirit team on the other side protecting you. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to live in the high vibrational frequency that is God and carry it with you throughout your day. Friends, I have to have a disclaimer at the end. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you on your personal journey towards health and happiness. It is not intended to replace care best provided by qualified professionals, and it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.